0: Good evening, my name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk ah. Welcome back to Real Man, Real Talk Live. This evening, I'm um, excited to introduce my co-host, Josh, AKA Jay Ritter. Josh Richard coming in from Southern California. Welcome back, Jay Ritty.
1: Great to be here. Excited for tonight.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We have Evis Love Heath. Uh, his work is uh, all about the work of the heart and uh, he calls Australia home. He's an Aboriginal from Australia, the man of the land from down under. Evis Love, welcome back to the studio tonight.
2: Damn, I felt that was a call out for the car going into the ring. I like that one, Mr. Jay The Rockman. <laughs> <you go>. <laughs> today.
0: We're, we're going to set the show up tonight to really, what we got to do, our intention for tonight is just touch one person, one person who's in pain, one person who's seeking answers, one person that's, that's sick and tired of feeling the way they're feeling. Um, and we're going to get there because the three of us are there. The four of us are there, our fourth co-host tonight. His name is Jeff Fasano. He resides in Nashville, Tennessee. He's making a difference today in the work he does. Jeff Fasano, welcome back to Real Men, Real Talk Live. It's good to see you guys tonight.
3: Greetings, everyone. Let's uh, ask this big question. So here's Uh
0: here's, tonight's episode is number 140, 140. What does that number Mm -hmm. mean to some of you people that may be into numbers? I don't know. I didn't Google it. But if you know what that number means to you, drop it down into our comment section. Viewers, welcome back. We love you. Without you, it would just be four men showing up and having deep conversations about the the topics that men always are running away from or hiding from, but not here on this program, on this talk show. It is about us going in deep and uh, touching each other, honoring each other, respecting each other, no matter, even when we don't agree with each other, we hold that space. And so tonight's episode 140 is all about... What is convenient about giving up the right to be yourself? Now, yesterday was a production meeting. Uh, two of us, myself included, and Evis Love were not able to make the meeting. So we just we just uh, turned it over to Jay Riddy and Jeff Fisano to come up with tonight's topic. And I read tonight's topic uh, at least three or four times. And
2: uh, I have no <laughs> idea what it means. So, Josh,
0: since I believe this is a topic that really you set us up for tonight, I'm going to invite you to... Uh, to set the stage, get us hot, light us up uh, so we can kick off the show and uh, drop some wisdom hits tonight for our viewers and guests that are tapping in perhaps for the first time. What does this topic mean for you tonight? What is convenient about giving up the right to be yourself?
1: This is what you get for leaving it up to Jeff and I lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I just looked it up for all of you out there that, are curious the angel number for 140 tonight's episode the angel number for 140 means change your divine guides are alerting you that several aspects of your life are about to change right here on real man real talk live tonight Mm -hmm. so how did this question come up what does this mean where where, give us some context right um it was about a week ago i was in a uh, therapy session uh, with my therapist susan and uh, we've been doing some amazing work the last year and a half, and I've really come uh, so far, and I'm so grateful for Susan and her work. And about halfway through the session, she asked me this question. What is convenient about giving up the right to be myself? And I had to ask her to read it again. Uh, what is convenient about giving up the right to be myself. And I was like, wow. I mean, it's, it's an intentional brain twister, right? It's meant to cause uh, uh, the brain to sort of scatter and search and seek. And, and what I came up with was that um, I haven't been living my true fullest self and I have been hiding I have been hiding in the we because I was afraid to be me. And what was convenient about giving up the right to be myself or fully being myself was that I actually had excuses. I didn't have to be responsible for um, any mistakes, bad choices, um, things that would go wrong in life. And all of this sort of hit me like right in the moment. I was like, oh, my God, I... I didn't realize that I was using victim as a tool to not be responsible in my life. And that I was using it as a way to blame others and to not have to be held accountable. And all this hit me at once. And it was like, I mean, here I thought, I didn't have, you know, here I thought I had a a fairly good childhood and I didn't, I wasn't stuck in any victim um, mentalities, but I did, I picked it up. I got it. And Susan named it for me, which was incredible. Um, And I was like, I was blown away when the name finally hit self abandonment. And this one word, one phrase was littered throughout my life. And all of a sudden, it was like the last 10 minutes of putting a puzzle together when you're like, oh, this piece goes here, this piece goes here, this goes here, this goes. It came together so fast and like 10 things from my life all made sense in that moment of labeling this as self-abandonment. And why did I do that? I did that because I put others first. And I think there's a lot of people out there who do that. We do it for love. We do it for acceptance. We also do it, there's, there's tons of reasons that we abandon ourselves in the world. And tonight is about coming home to us, standing in our power, standing in our truth, being ourselves, stepping out of the we and stepping into me out front in the spotlight, willing to take those hits when things go wrong, it's okay. But we are here tonight to empower you to be your full, beautiful, amazing self, to stop hiding, come out of the shadows, be you, be proud, be everything that this world needs you to be because it needs you to be uniquely you. And this is, this is just the beginning. This is where we're going to start everything. And I have one more thing I want to add to that. Uh, uh, something that I heard a long time ago, your level of happiness directly relates to the level at which you feel you are in control in your life. Your level of happiness directly relates to the level at which you feel you are in control in your life. So if you are blaming others for things that are going wrong in your life, you are not in control. And I would argue you're probably not happy. So, we're going to tie all of this in tonight, discuss all of this together with the beautiful brothers, ask each of them this tough question, because it's something that we, we desperately need to address in all of us.
2: Damn, man. There's a lot in there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you boys were busy yesterday.
3: <laughs> wow. I mean, last night, all of that popped out. In probably 20 minutes. Nice. Right, Josh?
0: Yeah. As soon as and Jeff, Josh... we're so
1: parallel in our yeah. growth that like I knew you'd catch on. I knew you just you know what all this is. Yeah. You know, it was it was
3: uh when when Josh said, Hey my my therapist therapist asked me this question and he I went, Wow, what a question to ponder what is convenient about me not being me? Mm -hmm. What is convenient? And I've I've been thinking about that and um, I can come up with tons of answers from the old me. And I just wanted to, one of the things that's really important to do is, is, and part of this is, we can get lost in the we if we don't know, really know who we are, ourselves, who I am. And we could just blend in in the we so we could just go about life trying to fit in in the we. And it is so important that we remove ourselves from the we so we can move back into the powerfulness of me, know who I am, know my power, my power of who I am, know my strengths, honor and valuing, loving me, know my talents and gifts, know what I want to give to the world. So then we can step back into the we and allow that light to shine on the world. That's what, how we can make a difference in the world. But we've got to step out of that and find out why has it been so convenient not being me and an answer immediately came to me but i'm gonna hand it off to evis (laughs) because
1: Eh, evis love in the right corner wing in that (laughs) because
3: my I, i i the first answer that came up for me was i'm hand now i'm handing it off to ev
2: Beautiful, I'd love to dive in because this was wrapped around a lot of the workshop that I've been doing uh, for some brothers and sisters in Sydney through the week. Good timing brothers, perfect timing, so it's obviously a sign. What are we abandoning ourselves from? Self abandonment, Josh made a really important uh, point there about self abandonment, but what are we abandoning ourselves from? We're abandoning ourselves from our emotions, we're abandoning ourselves for our behaviours, We're abandoning ourselves for our beliefs. We're abandoning ourselves for our appearance in the world. When we abandon ourselves, we don't want to have to face some of those things that I've just mentioned into the world because we have a low self-esteem. When we have a low self-esteem, we have low self-worth. When we have low self-worth, we have low self-value. When we have low self-value, we have a low self-image. So this is all about building your self-esteem to build the confidence into your world so you can align to your talents, gifts, and capabilities. And I went around the room the other day and there was about 30-odd people, um, and it was beautiful, man, because one of the first questions I always ask is, what do you expect? Are there any expectations of the workshop I'm going to be dropping today? And then the next thing I do about mid-morning is I ask everyone... What are some of their talents, gifts, and capabilities? And there was probably one out of 30 people that actually knew those. One.
1: I'm talking about growing adults
2: here, brothers and sisters. One out of that many people. The other thing that I always ask about my workshops is what are the values within your life? Not many people even had those. So I did a two- to three-hour workshop just on those values as well. So when we come back to our values within our life, the convenience of having to live through someone either vicariously or giving their, your life to them and you being breadcrumbed all your life, yeah, it may be convenient. But it's you not taking ownership of your own life. It's you not taking ownership of your own emotions, behaviours and feelings and beliefs like I've mentioned So if we can't uh, uh, take ownership for those certain things, how can we fulfil our own wants, needs and desires, brothers and sisters? Hmm. We just can't. So we're talking about us being able to get in touch, A, with ourselves, number one, and really asking ourselves, where was that self-esteem blown away from the get-go in the childhood? Then we can start hanging out with those values for a little bit longer, like I said, Starting to build some of those wants, needs, and desires into our world, and then see being able to build the boundaries around them to protect them while you pursue who you want to be in 23.
0: Beautiful, beautiful.
2: I and love that. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like a great workshop, man. i sign me up. It was a big one, man. It was a big. <laughs> big <one. laughs>
1: You know,
0: I, Josh, I love what you shared about the epiphany. For you, was that it was uh, you described it with two words: self-abandonment. And that's the work that I do in the land today. That's the work that I love to do, which is really—it's about reconnecting at the soul level with a part of ourselves that that we abandoned unknowingly when we became that young adult. And what that part that I'm referring to is that lost inner child. It's the inner child that's been lost at sea. For me, it was 54 years of my life. Mm-hmm. This journey that we talk about of coming home, this journey of coming home to inner peace is is a Part of it, a large part of it is coming back home to the part of ourselves that we abandoned when we became that young adult because what we didn't know is, you've heard me say this before gentlemen, I thought, I didn't think, I just, I had no consciousness around what happened to that little boy that became a young man. And the first time I think I abandoned him, was when I put on my first men's suit with a white collar Uh and a tie and polished shoes. And I looked in the mirror and I said, this is who we are.
3: Uh
0: And that's who I became, became a businessman. That was my ego's best strategy to fill that void, to fill that that abyss of pain within that I had spent most of my younger years living in. That was that lost child. And I did everything, everything that I could do as an an ego, egoic, mindless male adult to fill that void, to fill that hole. I chased everything and anything outside of myself. Thinking that maybe this hit, maybe this next retail therapy, this next vacation, whatever it is, is gonna, is gonna bring me some level of peace within. And the truth is, is there is nothing outside of myself. It didn't matter how much success, how much wealth, how much money, how much food I ate, how much comfort I tried to give to that, that part of myself That I had abandoned. And we know today that, you know, many of us chase a dream outside of ourselves, thinking that that's going to bring us home. Mm -hmm. And most of us learn that it won't. It's a false illusion, it's not going to bring us to what we're talking about tonight. So, Josh, I want to bring it back to you because I just shared just, you know, a little bit of my truth. I didn't know what I didn't know. And this, this, this journey is really about reconnecting with that part of ourself that we abandoned, which is our younger self. And that's really what this work is about. This topic is about just that. I love one of the, yeah. one of the lines that, that you guys came up with yesterday. I wanna, I wanna share it with our, our viewers right now, as I take a moment just to allow it to really drop in at my own heart and soul level. Are you hiding in the we, and not being the me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, if
3: we don't know who me is, we don't even know that we're hiding in the we. Yeah, Like I said earlier, it's about moving out of the we learning about the me, connecting with the me, stepping into the me and then reinserting ourselves back in the we to allow our light to shine on the world and bring ourselves to the world who we are and our talents, gifts and abilities to give ourselves to the world. We We have to step out of that to know who we are and do that inner take that inner journey to heal those wounds, to, to um, enlighten our old behaviors, our old, old habits, the behavior of giving ourselves away to be loved, taking care of others' needs before ours. And maybe we didn't even know we had needs. In my case, 20-something years ago, somebody asked me, what do I need? And I went, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cause nobody ever asked me that question before. And I developed the behavior and a habit to take care of other people's needs, because that's the only way I thought that I'd be loved. And I had to work on all of that. And that still pops up time and again. And then it's, it's really about saying, what do I need? What are my needs? And then once we, we understand what our needs are, then we can look at the old behaviors because there's the old behaviors and the behavior, the wounds of the behaviors, there are tons of attachments to those behaviors. Yeah. Tons of attachments. Oh, well, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I, I'm a giver. Okay, well, you're a giver, but what are you expecting in return for your giving? Uh-huh. I, I recently, I had a friend who came to me uh, she was trying to help another friend. And I'm, I'm giving, I'm doing, I'm doing. And I s- stopped her and I said, so what, do you, what are your ex- expectations for your giving? <laughs> and she said, well, what I expect. is well, then you're not really giving. <laughs> yep. Because when we give and we give from the fullness of ourselves, there's no attachments to that giving. We're just giving. We let it go. And then we open our hearts to receive love. That's, that's the flow of life. When we know who we are, when we really honor and value ourselves, it, the step is to open our hearts to be able to give and receive love and be in that flow of life. My, my heart is open when I give. My heart stays open to receive. The other way around is that I'm giving with an attachment. I'm taking care of your needs with an attachment that you will love me, that you will take care of me. When we're fully in the power of ourselves and being who we are, we're in the flow of life in a balance of giving and receiving with no attachments. That's when we can stand in our power as the adult. But the old childhood wound, and this is what came up for Josh and I last night, was how many times have we abandoned ourselves by giving ourselves away and taking care of the needs of another? That's the one that hit home for me with an impact. And I don't, I don't do that anymore, but I used to do it. And it was fraught with, with attachments. I remember <laughs> dating a woman once years ago. Well, I did this, and I did this, and this, and And she was breaking up with me. Like all of what I did in the, in the year or two we were together, was suppo- was suppo- she was supposed to stay with me and love me. I look at it and laugh now. But back then, 20-something, mm-hmm. 20, 30 years mm-hmm. ago, and I didn't know any better, that was my wound. And that's the thing that we have to go in. And that's a part of, of what Josh and I were talking about last night.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. What are you hearing coming through Mm -hmm. Josh
3: right now?
1: Ah, so much, Jeff. I mean, yeah, that old, that old hurt part of ourselves that, I mean, and when you, and when you talk about giving to get and that not being clean and that not being pure, I was for sure guilty of that. I had a, long relationship years and years ago that I kept score and if ah, keep and score score card. Huh? If you keep it score, it's not clean at all. You're not giving from a pure loving place. What it means is you're not expressing your needs, your desires. You're hoping that the other person will somehow through ESP pick it up and hoping that if you just shower them with love and all the stuff they want, that they're going to turn around and give you all the stuff that you want. Meanwhile, neither of you are talking about any of this and you're secretly keeping score. Well, I did this, I did this, I did this for them, I did that for them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) I did that for eight years. Um, It's not fun and it's awful and I feel bad for anybody out there who is living that way. But yeah, yeah. What it means is that I was—I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to communicate needs, uh, desires, or things that I wanted. And what I'd really love to talk about tonight with you guys is how, if there is anybody out there who doesn't know, how can we start identifying some of these things? How can we start? Um, maybe I'll throw that to you, Ev. How? I mean, you just did the workshop on it. How are you guys... How are you guys pinpointing for people who this is like a, as if we're talking a whole nother language right now?
2: Mm. And, and, and it's it bring up a beautiful point, man, because when I mentioned, you know, the, the expectations that had, uh, anyone had within the room for the day, basically, many of them just said peace. I just want some peace. Mm. And mm. When I think about, you know, for for someone to find that inner peace, I mean, we've talked about many things for that. But when you're talking about really understanding and understanding your own uh, values, uh, wants, needs, and desires, I said if you want peace in your life, brothers and sisters, let's start looking for the simplicity of life. Have you ever thought of your needs just as shelter, clothing, Maybe food. You see, we try and over complex things for our needs. Now, it's a total different story of our wants. See, that's when we're falling into the flesh and the blood of the material and the physical world. But when you think of your needs, you've just got to keep it simple to those things within your life that you need most. Now, the magic comes from the desire. Desire literally means of the stars, because we still use desire in 3D to manifest down here. So, your desires could be many things. But what I love helping people do, uh, align their desires to are their intentions within their life. It's that vision that I was talking about earlier within their life. Because then, when you can start desiring a particular thing, And you've got to be careful of the certain things that you uh, desire in physical form as well, not fall into the temptation side of things. But using desire as a manifestation engine to fulfill some of those wants, needs, desires within your life is really the key. Mm. By keeping it very, very simple. And like I said at the start, always aligning them to your values. So, for example, if your value was family, do you think one of your needs is to work your ass to the uh, absolute ground and burn yourself out without spending time with family? Probably not. So that's why we've got to wheel this all the way back and ask ourselves, are some of those needs within our lives even our own? Mm. Because many of those brothers and sisters, when I broke it down, they just went, Boom! shit. This was mom's and dad's needs. This was yeah. grandfather's needs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, this
0: gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. I just got chills there because that, that's thats very powerful what you just shared, Av. Um, most of us are, I, when I say most of us, I'll speak for myself. I was unconsciously showing up in my life, not understanding that what happens in many, many homes and many families is that our mentors are our teachers, our teachers are our ancestors. And then we spend, you know, we, we grow up, we become adults, and then we start blaming mom and dad for all of our woes. And here's the truth. It's not even our mom and dad. It's not even our grandparents. If you go back, if you have the ability to go back and really hone in and understand that, it can, it can go back not only decades, but a century or more. It goes back to the values, the core values and principles that have been handed down. I call that the inheritance. The inheritance that keeps getting handed down. Now, what we get to do in this moment right here, right now, on this date in 2023 on Real Men Real Talk Live, for ourselves and with our viewers and listeners, is we have the opportunity to change the legacy within our own family. When we understand that we've been attached to, holding on to, these so-called values that go back a hundred years or more in our family lines, and if. We really look at, we don't have to go too far back, look at our parents, look at our grandparents. We could see that perhaps these values didn't serve them. They were living in pain, many. They were suffering, just surviving wars and more. Mm -hmm. But yet we now have this opportunity to change the trajectory of seven generations in front of us, we can be the the game changer for our children and our children's children, so on and so forth, by changing our relationship within ourselves, so that we can come home with no more attachments. Understanding that, Josh, you touched on this before, you know, it's one of the five vital questions that I introduce to the clients that I work with today is that to ask yourself, what is your motive when you show up the way you've shown up or how you're showing up? Is your mm-hmm. motive coming without an attachment to an expectation of getting something in return? When we give from our heart, we give with <laughs> unconditional love, without an expectation to receive something, some type of validation, look at me, look what I just did for you. Can I be your hero today? Can you see me? Mm
2: -hmm. Maybe
0: if I'm lucky, maybe you'll like me. And if I'm, if I really, if I really do well for you, maybe just, maybe you'll see me and you'll love me. So we have an opportunity before we step in to that next, Act of service for somebody else, ask yourself, pause, what's my motive? And if I have any attachment to an outcome, then maybe I get to say. Mm -hmm. Another vital question is, is this good for me? Is it good for me? What is the essence of my motive? And when we can just begin and be honest with ourselves and truly answer it in the most authentic, vulnerable way, that can become the gateway. Is that mm-hmm. is that resonating with any of you gentlemen?
2: <laughs> sure,
1: of course. Of course. Yep. That no, was beautiful, what, Jay.
3: What um what? While you were speaking, Jay, what popped in, and actually you said it at the end, so I was like, why do I even have to speak again? But uh, um, if we stop and look at our lives and see what's going on in our lives and ask a whole bunch of the questions that we're asking on this show, ask that one question that Josh asked at the beginning, that's the title of the show, and realize that... Oh, whatever I'm doing, I mean, I asked this question, I've done it, is producing the same old results, the same uh, old things, uh, the same old stuff in yeah. my life. Oh, I'm a giver. I get into this relationship and I'm just giving, giving, giving. And then the relationship winds up the same as every other relationship that you've, you've had. And I'm not just talking about a love relationship. I'm talking about family, friends, whatever. Yeah work and and you and the, yeah and the same thing keeps on happening and you, you re, you're 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 repeating those old habits patterns rituals and behaviors over and over again but you don't realize it the way to realize is it you're getting the same results so then it's about taking steps back and start saying instead of blaming shaming uh becoming a victim thinking you're a victim and i have a, i have friends and I'm sure we all do who live these lives. I told Josh in our production meeting about a buddy that I have that lives in that victimhood and blames everybody else um, Mm -hmm. instead of sitting back and taking responsibility for himself, which is the answer really Mm -hmm. to the question of why it's convenient not being who we are, because then we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And as we grow into a greater strength and power of who we are, we have innately a greater responsibility to the world outside of ourselves. We have a... uh, uh, Jay, you're muted.
0: Um, Jeff, I I just want to take a moment here, and I want to just acknowledge something you just said real quick, is that when... When we're, when we're in that blame game, as you just described, someone that you know in your, your, your life, what most of us are not aware is that we are still attached to that individual. And as long as we are attached mm-hmm. to them, then we're not free. We're living in yep. that low, dense, dark vibration of the pain that we received in that relationship. So that's what this is about if we if we understand that we have four choices we could either live in guilt we could live in shame we could live in blame or we take accountability to set ourselves free from the attachment to the pain that we may have received in a relationship that can go back 30 40 years or more sometimes 50 years i know people in their 70s and beyond that are still living in that dense pain in a very mm-hmm. unconscious way, still living in their old stories of what unfolded for them. And here's the challenge of that, Jeff, is that we don't, we don't understand that as intelligent as, the, as our body is, our body is not able to decipher when we are back in that old story, when we are back living in that that blame and anger, it cannot Bingo. determine that it's the past. It's gonna react as though it's still happening. That's why this man got sick. That's why this man was hours from death in 2015. Cause I was still, mm-hmm. I was still attached to pain from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And the body couldn't decipher that. There again, he goes, he's just in the past thoughts. We'll get him through it. Let's bring him back to the present. No, the body goes right into fight, flight, or freeze. Cortisol gets released from the brain, floods the entire body, the precursor for disease. And right after cortisol is flooding your body, adrenaline shows up to protect. And adrenaline combined with cortisol, is the, it, it is the cocktail for disaster.
1: It's, toxic. It's, only,
0: it's not a question of if, it's only a question of when. Disease will set in. Heart, stroke, cancer, autoimmune diseases, Hashimoto's. I could go on the list, go down the list. It doesn't matter.
1: Jay, you bring up a great point. Go ahead. Because we can't control the world, right? Trauma's going to happen. Things are going to happen. Stuff's going to happen to us. We can't control that. But what's more damaging is the hundreds of times that we replay these things in our minds because you're exactly right. The, the body doesn't know the difference between a thought about a traumatic event or a traumatic event actually happening. And there's a there's an, an example that I like to use to, to illustrate this. For those of you that don't think that... The, that the brain can actually be tricked into thinking it's actually happening right now. Think about sex. If you think about sex, your body will get turned on. It doesn't know that you're just thinking about it. it. That's how it, that's how this works. The brain, Ev, you know all this stuff really well too, is the brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and, or an event actually taking place. So we can't control these events. We can't control our past, but we sure as hell can control playing these tapes over and over and over again, which will get you sick, just like what happened with Jay. Well, so,
3: the, so memory, the memory yeah. of it all energetically is just pushed into the body. That's mm-hmm. what happens. You know, the, what, 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 if we decide to avoid feelings, if we decide to avoid the trauma, if we decide to have these old tricks and habits and patterns and rituals... And behaviors that we use that will allow us to just avoid what's coming up, we just stuff that energetically into our bodies and through yep. our ph- physical bodies. And while and I've experienced this as a, as you're purging it, if you're doing taking the inner journey, doing the work, you're going to start disrupting that, and that's going to start coming to the surface. I mean, I at times could physically feel the pain in my body from where it was stored. I, I mean, it's just amazing. I had a situation a couple of weeks ago where something triggered me and I literally felt the, the pain of it in my solar plexus mm. and then used mm. tools to to move through it. But But, but the thing about it is – is we develop these old behaviors or habits or rituals or patterns to avoid that. The key is to be in it. And most people don't want to be in it. So they rather avoid it and create so much stuff around that, that that's where they'll just stay. And that memory of, of all of that stuff, which is just the memory is just the wounds of the child. It's not us right now, me, the 64 year old man, that's not happening to me. But but it right. triggers the memory of what happened when I was five years old, three years old, 10 years old, and we have to come to a place where we're deciphering between where I am now as the adult and the wounds that, that were created, the trauma that was created as the child. And then we can reparent that child, and that's all about... Taking responsibility for ourselves.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I want to invite us to shift gears right now um, because we're 41 minutes into the program tonight, and when I, I think we've done a really good job of breaking down how we ended up right here, right now. Many of us. Um, what I'd like to do is shift into. Let's just start to share some some of the tools, some of the techniques. How have how have we in this studio how have we what type of i don't want to call them shortcuts because there are no shortcuts to this but what can we do to change our relationship and how we show up in our relationships with motives choices and behaviors that we're that we're tapping into to seek something that we haven't um Healed within our own body, within our own soul. Ev, give us some uh, give us some insights. How do we if you're if you're a viewer listening right now, okay, you, you're getting what we're sharing, but it's like, okay, I've now got six medical conditions, I've got three medical condi- conditions, I only need one. I only need one to I be I in begin? pain, right? So so how do we, is it possible? Do you gentlemen think it's possible to heal those core cool wounds from our younger years? How do we do that? How do we do that for that little girl, that little boy within so that we then can begin to release the diseases
2: that our body
0: has absorbed and taken on? How do we, how do we release them?
2: Beautiful point there, brother. And he's bringing up some massive points. You know, how do we release these diseases? What are these diseases? This is blocked energy. These are blocked emotions. So a couple of ones that I shared the other day, and I'll go through quite a few here. We're talking a lot about how your body stores your past, okay? We're talking about how your body holds on to those traumas, those abuses, and everything else in the past, and it can keep living the past if you don't actually become the master of the servant. So a lot of people still allowing the body to run the mind. If the mind is all and the universe is mental, you've got to start putting some thoughts into the game that are going to actually control your body as opposed to living in the past. So that number one for me, brothers and sisters, forgive your past. Forgive anything that you've gone through. Forgive whatever may have caused you that grief, that resentment, that stagnation that doesn't allow your body to move in those new directions. Number one, we've talked about it, forgiveness. Number two for me, Let go of control. Stop Mm -hmm. trying to control. Stop trying to control everything. Those those days are over, brothers and sisters. It's too Mm -hmm. much force on your body. You you really restrict yourself from living in flow. So when we're able to actually start letting go of control and just understand, understand that all you can control is how now you respond to those things in the external world. Mm -hmm. So letting go of that control. You know that last, that third thing as well, before I go into a couple of the tools physically, is obviously we always talk about, show gratitude for these simple things. Yeah. Simple, simplicity. I'll keep saying it because that was the big piece that I was talking about the other day. The simplicity in your daily needs, the simplicity in your daily life. Now on those tools that we've talked about also, we're, t- we're talking about being able to you know, let go of some of those things from the past of that inner child. We've got to get into this meditation work, brothers and sisters. We've got to do our best to get in there and really sit with the inner child, mm. go into the darkness, mm. make him or her feel safe, make him or her feel secure, make him or her feel nurtured, cared, loved and valued when you can have that intimate connection and relationship with your inner child, that is when the magic starts to happen. Mm-hmm. So being able to sit with that inner child and listen to their needs. Now, those other things for me, we've talked about the journaling, but we've also talked about what are we doing for the body? If it's gone through hell and back, there's a lot of lymphatic system stuff going on in those beliefs and those emotions, brothers and sisters, so your body is purging as we go through this transformation. You're going to have to get some work done on it. You're going to have to look after yourself with good foods, nourish your body, and then make sure that you keep moving it. So there were a few tools that I shared. I could keep going on and on, but I don't. to yeah,
0: I, 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 I just want to piggyback one thing, and I'm going to turn it over to Josh to, to kind of to set us up. There's some people that uh, struggle with meditation because they're, just, they're like that five-year-old kid that just can't sit. They just got all that, that stored, mm. stuck energy, right? So they don't have the patience to sit. I'm going to let you in on something that I didn't realize that I embraced very early on in my, my journey of coming home. For me, meditation is in movement. When I'm in the wilderness, when I'm walking, when I'm hiking, when I'm standing, when I'm sitting, when I'm just out of my home and out in nature and I'm in movement, I'm in meditation. I'm in prayer. I'm talking to that little boy within. I'm I'm sharing mantras with him. I'm talking to him. I'm telling him how much I love him, how much I adore him, how much I missed him. Because what needs to happen for our inner children is they've got a wound around trust. Because if you recall, Josh said we learned recently that it's self-abandonment. So if we think that that little boy or little girl, just because we show up today, is going to trust that, we're going to show up tomorrow for them it's going to take some time to renew rebuild reconnect refresh that relationship with the part of ourselves as the adult that we unintentionally walked away from turned our back on so for me that that movement that meditation and movement is one way that i connect with that little boy that i call jj it's also the way that i connect with divine source mm-hmm. Spirit is in the wilderness. So there's many ways to meditate. Is this there's not one way, and there's not one way, or then we go to self-judgment and we can't do it, and then we throw up our hands and we say, Well, I tried, it's just not for me. No, it is, it is mm-hmm. find your way home, be open. And the other piece of this, too, I just want to piggyback one of you gentlemen with your brilliance tonight, with your inner wisdom. um, We talk about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And for me, the gateway to forgiveness for myself, or once I began to have this understanding of how hurtful I was to myself, it wasn't about, you know calling myself a sinner, or calling, you know, living in guilt and shame, it was truly, the essence was about empathy. Empathy is the gateway to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And for me, the empathy was as simple as acknowledging that I didn't know what I didn't know. I was sleepwalking through my life. Empathy will bring us to a a level of inner peace and inner self-love, inner self-reflection as, uh, as Evis, you said, that will guide us to gratitude. Because once we begin to really let it drop in at the heart space, there's no, there's no more blame. There's, there's no more living in pain. It's acknowledging it. It's not hiding from it. It's not denying it. It's acknowledging it. And then it's literally holding that little boy and little girl, rocking them back and forth the way you may have done when you may have held a baby in your life given that, that unconditional love that they've been waiting for to receive from you so that you're not hooking yourself up to somebody else with that intravenous to their arm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you make of that, Josh, Ritty?
1: Holy moly. So much in there, Ev, NJ. Um, wow, dense, packed. Seriously. And I was thinking about what, uh, when things finally shifted in my life and that um, I'm going to go back to responsibility um, because that was it for me when I was angry and bitter and blaming the world and everything was everybody, everybody else's fault. Mm. And I was pointing the finger, but I wasn't in control of my life and I was, like Eb said, desperately trying to control all the things around me and in my life, and I spent a whole lot of energy trying to do that and exhausted myself, and I had multiple burnouts and breakdowns, Um, and my life didn't look great at the time, Uh, so to take responsibility was a tough pill to swallow, for sure. Um, I had been drinking heavily at that point, had gone to rehab several times, and I had let down friends and family repeatedly. And so taking responsibility for all that sucked. Um, but you got to do it. And Ev nailed it with forgiveness um, because, you know, we were just surviving, too. And we were getting through hard feelings and really tough things in our lives that caused all that. So It was our way to survive and get through and get by. And that's okay too, we're human. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all mess up and it hurts for all of us. And so those were the ways that I found to get through the hurts. And when we can take responsibility, when we can start to forgive, well then now we have this beautiful thing when we let go of the blame, which can be control of our thoughts, control of our world, control of our beliefs, we can start questioning what those automated patterns that the mind is coming up with and say, I see what you're doing here, but I'm going to choose a new way. And new choices create new patterns, new results in your life. We can't will change in our lives without changing our thoughts and our patterns. Believe me, I tried that too for a really long time and really hard. I tried to will and vision board and manifest. I mean, I went to every seminar on the planet looking for that aha. And the aha is... It's our response to the world, our reaction to the world. When we change that, we have mm-hmm. ultimate control over our lives, and that's when everything changed in mind. So responsibility would be my answer as my biggest beginning when I first started. Mm. And, uh, But, yes, it takes a while. Jay, you nailed it, too. I mean, God, there was so much meat in both of yours um, – When we do abandon ourselves for a lifetime, it does take a while to earn that trust back. Mm. And so be patient with yourself. Be loving with yourself. Explore what you love, need, desire. Allow yourself to be first. Allow yourself to play. Have fun exploring these bits of yourself. Like mm-hmm. Jay, Jay and Evan love going out in nature. That's their playtime. Allow yourself to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know life's been hard. It's been heavy. It sucks. Go play. You'll learn mm-hmm. a whole lot about yourself through playing. Mm-hmm. So that's I have I- a quick,
0: I have a quick question. Any one of you guys can answer it right here, right now. What role does prayer playing us, and it's a setup question, clearly. And, and the reason I'm asking the question is, is that I know many people that I've met in my lifetime that are suffering, they're struggling in this relationship with codependency. And someone might say to them, well, you, you just, you gotta pray harder, you're not praying enough. Who wants to take a stab at answering my question I just asked is, what role does prayer play? in this journey of coming home, to return to love of self, so that you're no longer chasing it from people, places, and things that most likely don't have it to give to you. Mm -hmm. Because we are attracting, they are our mirror. So Mm -hmm. if we don't have it to give to us, and then we're attracting others that are right there in their own pain, right? So what role does prayer, what role can prayer have in a healthy way, our relationship with prayer, our relationship with divine source or God or spirit, what role can that play in this process of coming home?
3: Well, first of all, it's about defining and knowing what prayer really is.
2: Uh, There you go. There you go. What is it, Mr. Rothman?
3: Prayer is not asking for things. It's about affirming
2: things
3: and then staying open for the guidance when the guidance comes. So a great book is a book by Catherine Ponder, who it's called, I forget the name of it, about prayer. And it's, it's a beautiful book that taught me 20 years ago about what prayer really is. Prayer is not looking outside of ourselves and some higher mystical power to give, us anth- to give us what we think we want. It's about knowing that what we want is already there. And we're just affirming that it's already all, already taken place and it's there. And then we're just staying, we're opening our hearts. As I said earlier, we're opening our hearts and allowing, asking for the guidance to go on the pathway. So we're open to when what we're seeking and what we're affirming when it comes, we're, we're available for it. So it's a whole process of becoming available to what you say you want. So what I'm, you, what I'm hearing you I, say, I, Jeff,
0: is it's, it's a different level of surrender.
3: Yeah, it's about knowing. So this all ties in to what we started the show with. Who am I? Who am I? Am I standing in the power of who I am to know that I can manifest what I say I want? It will manifest, but we're not in control of that and it's not always going to come the way we think or envisioned it. It's going to become exactly what we're ready for, where we are in the process of our personal life and where w- what we're doing. Prayer is not about asking for a miracle hmm. to save us. Prayer is about standing in our power, becoming available by opening our hearts, knowing what we want, and affirming that it's already happening in our, in our soul plan the way it's supposed to happen. I have many stories that I could tell you on my path in my life about how crazy things happen. And I actually met with a, a young new photographer today and he was asking me a lot of questions. And I relayed one of those stories as to how things happened in my life when I thought I wanted him another way. Hmm. And it was just about affirming you know, certain things in life. Um, that's what Catherine Ponder's book taught me about the, pro- I forget, I forget the name of it, but it's a beautiful book about prayer and how to do that. Mm.
0: Beautiful. I have, I want to invite you to, uh, to share just a moment here, uh, being the man of the land from down under, very connected to, uh, to the land, connected to your origins, connected to the core values that you, uh, that you choose to embrace today. What do you make of what Mr. Fasano here just said? My brother from a different mother. We call <laughs> him, uh, NYC, New York City.
2: Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? Affirmation. I love that, Jeff. You know, and I mean, Mr. Rothman, I'm going to quickly ask you a question What's your definition of prayer?
3: Mm.
0: <sighs> wow. No one's ever asked me that question before. I'm going in deep to answer this one. So forgive me Mm -hmm. for pausing. Forgive me if I get emotional. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: There's only one answer. It's connecting at my soul level with divine source. That's all that it is. It's me connecting. And me, and it's, it's just, it's having this this intimate relationship with myself and source divine God that I didn't know was possible in this man's body. I left my faith when I was 14. That's what prayer is for me. It's, it's weeding out the static, the noise, the thoughts the values that were programmed into me from my ancestors, from school, from temple, synagogue, the playground. It's just this, it's like having an intravenous. I'm just hooked in. That's That's the true essence of what prayer is for me.
2: Magic brother. Mm. Well, well, my thing to wrap that up, my friend, and thank you for sharing so beautifully, you know, um, I always ask this question to brothers and sisters, and it's, it's interesting, man, that, you know, you mentioned meditation in movement. Meditation can be a few different things. You know, when many people that I talk to about prayer, they're always talking about something that is external, something that they're praying to. Mm-hmm. Who are you praying to? Yeah. Well, number one, you're praying to someone outside of self. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. what is the difference between prayer and meditation, you may ask? Mm. Prayer for me, if you really look deeply and you've said the words, you've nudged them tonight, A the first one for me, definitely surrendering, surrendering, giving up the fire, Faith. What's faith mean to you, brothers and sisters? I'm not talking about anything religious either. Ask yourself that big question. Because faith to me means that I then trust in the process. See, when I meditate out on country, I'm going deep, not to anything on the outside world. I'm going deep on within... That is the difference, my brothers and sisters. That's why we have to find the time to meditate. Mm. Because you are going on the inner journey. The one that has the GPS system, the one that has the roadmap back home, aka linked to your intuition, our ancient self. But until you connect to that, you'll keep trying to connect to things on the outside because you self-abandon yourself. And from that very age of those mm-hmm. early years when you felt that you didn't have the solution, then you made it a continuous problem through your life. But if you can just look at life with one pocket, you have the solution, and in the other side it may be the problem. It's as simple mm. as what you look at is what you get. It really is mm.
3: deep. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah.
0: I- i don't know about you guys but i've been in chills for most of the show tonight my body is my body is just lit it is the energy is just flowing through here oh wow we are over the hour uh,
1: we're, we're over the hour and i'm i'm uncomfortable right now i am talking wow. about prayer and, and a higher power hmm. i'm un- i'm uncomfortable When you guys talk about Jeff, the way you described it sounded to me like gratitude. And I'm a huge believer in gratitude. Ev, you Mm and I subscribe to the gratitude camp big time because it's changed our lives. I don't believe there's a power outside of me. I don't believe Mm -hmm. that I need to pray to anything outside of me. You've all said that too, but the words prayer, higher power caused me discomfort and i'll be honest in this moment mm. with you in the world um mm. i don't like it mm. and that's my truth mm. <laughs> and i'm not afraid There's no to say
2: it's no one to come and save mm. us this is it yourself mm-hmm. exactly coming home as to as self has been read, the
1: most you- beautiful journey i've done in my entire life and I would say it, it has felt the most right. It has felt the most amazing, peaceful. All those guys in your in your uh, workshop, Ev, that were looking for peace, I found it here within me, getting away from the noise in my mind, coming back into my heart, my truth, my values, loving that child, supporting that child, having beautiful discussions around the pain that we had and holding that little me and setting up boundaries to protect myself. All of those things here in me are my truth and would have felt the most right and best in my entire life. Nothing outside of me ever gave me that. (sighs) Boom. Boom. (laughs) That
0: that feels like a knockout punch right there, brothers. (laughs) That's why we do the show. This is Real Men, Real Talk live. For a reason. Mm. Notice, there's not one of us pushing back on Jay Riddy. There's no need to.
3: Well, I could push back on Jay Riddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm not, this, I know, I don't mean this, it that way. This is way. if we no, look at
3: no.
0: if we look at how how we show up for each other in these moments of truth, these moments of pure pure truth. And we don't feel the need to defend or offend. We all have our own journey. We all have our own interpretation. Without
3: judgment. We're all saying the same thing here. Okay. That's what I heard. We're all saying the same thing. I mean, we've said it for 139 shows and now in the 140 of the show, <laughs> that it's an inner journey. We're only going to find it when we go inside. I mean, right. that's, that's the only way that we're going to be able to know that we are relevant as who we are in the world, that we have an inner power, that we are the adult, that we can heal, heal our wounds, that we can let down our guard, our, our defenses, our patterns, our habits and rituals. We can stand in our power, but that's an inner journey. Yeah. That's where we, That's what we're talking about here. How we go about that inner journey, the four of us, how the people in the audience watching us, listening to us tonight, go about their inner journey is subjective and how they want to do that, but it's about taking the inner journey. It's about going within and then taking that responsibility and finding that greatness, that powerfulness, that uniqueness of who we are as individuals. There you go. Individuated from mom and dad, standing on our own so we can allow the radiatory force of who we are to shine on the world and know that we make a difference.
0: Isn't it about energy? If you think about it,
3: well, it's all energy, right? It's all energetic, but right. that's, we're talking mm-hmm. about taking that inner journey. Um, you know, the power of, of prayer is for me is affirming. It's, it's a, it's their affirmations of, and then letting it go to the universe And then following, surrendering, and trusting in the process, as Ev said, trusting in our soul plan, that as we take one step in front of the other, standing in in our power, that we are going to create that through the affirmation, through the intention, but we have to be solidified in ourselves as adults so we can break down the armor around our heart space to open up our heart space and become available to all that we say we want. Everybody out there there right now is living their life. What's the life you say you want? What do you say you want? What do you continually say that you want? Can you break down the armor, open your heart, become available and have what you say you want? If you mm. can do that, then you're standing in the power of living life in the flow of life and the balance of giving and receiving and opening up to receive it. The inner work helps you to, to break down that armor at, uh, and that has defended us around our heart space so we can open up our heart space and be who we are and receive what we are say we want. Everybody right now has everything, has a life they say they want, has has what they say they want. Write it down. What do I want? What do I want? Oh, I don't have that yet. Well, are you available to have what you say you want? That's what we're doing. We're becoming available to life.
0: Beautiful. Have the experience of life.
1: That's a powerful question, Jeff. Holy shit. What, what did you, you hear, Rudy? Are you, Are you available, available to have what you say you want?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, isn't, isn't that question, isn't the, uh, at least for me it was, it, for me to be available, I had to surrender everything that I thought was the truth in my life. Sure. I yeah. had to surrender it all.
1: I had to change and, everything.
0: I had to surrender and say, I know nothing today because my best thinking got me out of some death. Body in shutdown mode. Mind, body and soul, all parts of me were done. That when we surrender and give up trying to control the outcome and just be open to receive as you have, with dignity and grace, Josh, Richard, we have witnessed your surrender. You may not coin it that you may not have, you may not use that word as part of this journey that you've been, that's been on steroids for about a year now. (laughs) What are you making of this? What do you want to, how do you want to even break this down? What, you know, I want to just take a moment before you go there. (laughs) <laughs> hey Josh I just want you to know man i just I just want to acknowledge you because it it takes courage the first of five cs it takes courage to speak your truth that like you did about ten minutes ago to
2: mm-hmm. share
0: with all of us worldwide across the globe we got we got viewers coming in from from countries all over the world and to share your truth that you're not comfortable with what we were where we had taken this taken a conversation tonight. And for you to be able to feel safe enough with us. I want to thank you. And I want to acknowledge you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So thank you for that.
1: Thank how does it feel? To have, for-
0: how does it feel Josh to have expressed your truth tonight?
1: It's amazing to be unapologetic for yourself after a lifetime of hiding and uh, being afraid right? Afraid of what others will think afraid of rejection. don't rock the boat stay quiet, just, bite your tongue.
3: You, you know Josh, I'm gonna I know that so well. I'm just gonna swallow it because if I state my truth, Speak my truth, state my needs. It's gonna cause a conflict, and I'm not gonna be loved. So I'll just keep mm-hmm. on swallowing it. I live that self a long, long time. Yep. Yep. I'll just stay quiet, meander around in the wee, you know. Um I had and the then shadow. In, the, in, in the shadow. Um, I just take enough, camera. you know, uh not rock the boat, keep quiet, and then everybody's gonna love me. But you know what really happens? Eventually you explode <laughs> because you've stuffed it and stuffed it, and then it explodes. Yep. And explodes and it doesn't in come out so pretty. many ways, and it doesn't come out pretty. <laughs> No. And, and you project and vomit it out into the world. And, and in many ways, that's, what, that's uncorking what you've, what you've repressed and suppressed and stuffed for a lifetime. And that is not healthy.
0: So that's when we talk about in a spiritual community that we have a throat chakra that's been shut down. That is what the essence of what that meaning is, Josh, what you and, and Jeff have just yeah. dived into is that when you just start to open up the throat chakra and give yourself permission to express your truth without fear of retaliation or fear of rejection or fear of judgment, there's freedom in that, my friend.
3: Yeah. We still love you, Josh.
2: (laughs) I figured. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but but that's the
3: truth, right? Isn't that yeah. the truth? Yeah. That's the, the essence of it. Yeah. If I stay if I state my needs and speak my truth, it's gonna cause a conflict and they're not gonna love me. So I I'll just keep on swallowing yes. it yeah. and then they'll love me. And then, then we start to realize why why they're not loving me, but I'm I'm not stating my needs and speaking my truth. You have to love me. <laughs>
0: And then what? Then what happens? Let's fast forward. Let's 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 go into the future. Let's take a trip to the future. All of a sudden, you're in a relationship, and you have this epiphany that Josh shared tonight, which is it's time to open up my throat chakra and speak my truth. And if you've been stuffing it, you've been swallowing it, and all of a sudden you have the courage to step into your truth in an existing relationship. How well is that your received partner? by? Your, how well is that received by your partner?
1: They're going to be like, what the fuck? What, <laughs> what, is-, <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. going to push
0: back. They're going to resist, most likely. Because if they've been accustomed to controlling the tempo, to controlling the board game, because that's what we've been playing in is a freaking board game. They don't want to lose, they want to stay on top on some level in a game, some referred to as the matrix. Mm -hmm. Some of us know exactly what they're doing on some level.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Good show gentlemen. Good show.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I'm still in chill right now. And that, that for me is always affirmation that, that we've spoken truth tonight. Mm-hmm. We've spoken our own truth tonight. Each one of us showed up tonight. Each one of us shared parts of our own journey. But ultimately, Ev, I'm going to invite you to close us out tonight. <laughs> You've been such an active listener, honoring and respecting <laughs> This uh, amazing conversation. Mm. Put a pretty bonus show and call it a wrap.
2: Yeah, beautiful show, brothers and sisters. And, um, yeah, man, there's some deep diving gold nuggets in there tonight. And, you know, you hit it with that last word, Mr. Offman. I think you hit it right on the head. Listen. Are you listening or are you hearing? Listen to those two words and ask me what is the difference between the two of them. See, many of us we're listening, but we're not necessarily hearing. Mm. See, that was one skill that I learned, and that we're very taught from an early age in our culture, is to know how to hear, Mm. hear, hear. Mm. You're present. You're present with yourself when you hear. So when you are present with yourself and you start to really hear those needs we're talking about tonight, then now you can be honest with yourself. And we may not self-abandon ourselves like we did as the child. We can actually align to some of these values, some of these goals, these intentions within our lives be able to really flow with life as opposed to force through it and coming out like the wounded child with our behaviours. It takes hard work, brothers and sisters. It takes a lifetime of work. And as you can Mm see, many of us, we are still going through it. Mm -hmm. So all I say to you now, my brothers and sisters, is really hear what that child is asking for ask yourself what are those values within my life to align to some of those needs that I truly desire to be me in 23 it really is as Mm. simple as that Mm. beautiful Ev Mm. and on that note gentlemen I think we've uh
3: (laughs) Uh, uh, on to the after show (laughs)
0: <laughs> Josh, I, I do want to give you a moment since you're in a, the, upper, the upper shelf here tonight. Um,
2: what are you feeling right now?
0: What's come forward for you? What did you hear tonight? What did you feel oh, tonight? <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: God man, we covered so much, you guys. I'm grateful for every one of you and your um yeah, your truths, your genius. Um, this was beautiful. I had an amazing time connecting, discussing, and hearing from each of you what what did it for you. We've been doing this 140 times, and I still get excited about hearing what this process has been like for every single one of you guys right here. So, (laughs) and we'll Mm -hmm. do it for 140 more. I'm just feeling grateful. I really Mm -hmm. am. Love you. Love you all. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And thank you everybody out there, our amazing fans and viewers. We're showering you with love and appreciation as well. Thanks for joining us.
0: I don't know. I don't know. know. Jeff? Jeff uh, I go? was just going to
1: go on real men, real talk.
3: <laughs> uh-